All right. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Serious Angler podcast. Today is Friday, Friday the 19th, 19th, 18th, 18th, 18th. Yeah, just because my wife's birthday is on the 19th. So that is Saturday. Kudos to me for remembering the date. Yeah. <laughs> you say that, but like five minutes ago, you had to ask her how long you guys were dating before you got engaged. <laughs> yeah, that that's like five, six years ago. No, now I got to think because we were engaged for like a year and a half before we got married. That's a long time. Yeah, a year and two months, I should say. year and two months, so a year and a quarter. We're coming up on Atlanta and I are coming up on a year being engaged and we don't even have like a date or anything set. <laughs> You'll get there. <laughs> we just like got engaged. We're like, uh, yeah, cool. We'll just do this for a while. <laughs> Let's do this. Let's run this one back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's nice for my wallet. No, I'm just kidding. That's messed up. But uh, we're actually going to start planning some stuff this weekend. Hopefully, hopefully make some headway. I'm calling BS on that. Hey, we got Sunday carved out to get shit done. We'll see how much gets done. That means <laughs> long naps, a big lunch, and a few Mo's. beers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that means a nap time, a Moe's, and Netflix. <laughs> yes, perfect. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So today is basically day two of the Vastmaster Elite Series at the Harris Chain. Uh, we got to Andy. You came over for a little bit. We watched a little bit of live coverage. Um, RIPs in the chat for Scott Martin and oh, <laughs> not landing half the car hooks is it. all I gotta say. Like, yeah, dude, I'm with you. I, I'm and I mean, I'm not bashing on trocar hooks, it's just I feel like I've lost more fish, yeah, than I have landed with those. And I have a very sad story. I was fishing in Derby probably like Trocar. eight or nine years ago, and I like roof hooked a fish in the top of the mouth right in between like near the pinchers and when i hooked him he came up spitting up blood and literally before i could even put him in the live live well he was dead from a trocar hook going like through his brain (laughs) yeah jesus smoked him yeah we are flipping too yeah this is not a trocar friendly podcast (laughs) oh yeah they also rust out you know when uh, Andy with Matt the other day when he was talking yeah. about gamuts, like I've never had gamuts, like never any issues with gamuts rusting out. I've only had trocar. I've had so many issues with trocars rusting out, unless it's the saltwater ones, I guess. Yeah, Which makes sense. Yeah, but, yeah. I, I just I don't, it's not a, a anti trocar thing. I think it's more of a anti cutting point. Is um I hate cutting point. Yeah, I want something to be thin in a needle to go in. Yeah, I want that needle blunt point. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. Whether it's thin wire or thick, which we're going to get into yep. today because we're going to be talking about swim bait heads, some different jig heads that we incorporate into our arsenal. Uh, while it's majority, majority of it's going to be like swim bait jig head heavy, we're also going to be talking about some different jig heads that are really aren't like a you know swim bait paddle tail oriented. Like we're going to talk about some Demiki heads, so talk about some 100%. unique different jig heads that uh, we incorporate into our arsenal. And we encourage those that are listening to this, especially on YouTube. Uh, but if you're also listening on MP3 to uh, either comment in the YouTube or get in touch with us on social, if there's something that uh, that you guys use in your arsenal that maybe we didn't touch on tonight. Um, and, and I'm always interested to try new jig heads. 
one hundred percent. I had no idea yeah. we were live. I one hundred percent did not realize. I thought we were still just talking. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. This is great. Nice. <laughs> I was Round like, of applause. Really getting yeah. a little more professional here. Why is it getting? Oh, there's a red <laughs> logo up top that says live. <laughs> wow. <amazing>. Holy, <laughs> it's been a long week. Wow. It's one of those days, folks. <laughs> it's Happy been a, Friday. Happy Friday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not Friday yet for us, but it might just might might as well be. Yeah. Deacon and I went. Deacon and I went at it in our little group chat today for like we an had hour a and a half. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kayaks versus boaters. It was I, an yeah. interesting conversation that we really need to make into a podcast here soon. It'd be some great yeah. content because it kayak really lives matter, and uh, it was it was it was good. Well, yeah, and you know. The best part about that conversation is the majority of public conversations about that exact topic turn into like people like threatening to kill each other. And we're just having like legitimate conversation, like debate. Uh, and that's one thing I will say I appreciate about our conversations, Deacon, is like we may not agree on everything, but we can like. Not have a respectable kids. debate. Yeah. yeah. Not be about it. I think there was a point in there that I was reading, and it's like, I, I'm sorry, Bailey, but I respectfully disagree with your statement. <laughs> yeah, the, the best part is is Andy is just uh Andy was driving. And this, like, okay, by the way, like ruined the end of my work day because I was I was grinding all day in a bunch of work done, and then I'm like, you know what? Uh-uh. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and debate some of the stuff that Bailey's thrown out in the chat Staples about Staples red debate button just clicked. <laughs> that was easy. Yeah, and then Andy just got a delayed hundreds of texts between Bailey and I shooting back and forth. Oh, it's funny, like we're listening to a song and I'm like scooping my daughter and she's like, the song keeps dinging. <laughs> like, whoops. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's hilarious. And like, like I, if my GPS is up and I get a text message, I can't see like the directional on my Apple Play. So like, it just like messes everything up. It's so funny when I get text messages when they come in like in crazy vast amounts because yeah. there's like four big group chats I'm in, and they always go off at the same time. So like, I just have a steady bar <laughs> of like four different group chats that are coming yeah. through, and I'm like, this is ridiculous. I need to turn this off somehow. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, that was me on Saturday at the tournament on Toledo Bend. I'm sitting there and it's so peaceful and quiet in the backwoods, and all I hear is. From you in the fantasy chat, of you guys talking about the elite tournament going on, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, like I'm getting like mad because I don't want to waste time like opening my phone and texting. So I, I, yeah, I put my bait down, I pick up like a drop shot, and I cast it, and I sit and soak it. I pick up my phone, and I'm like, you guys are killing me. Mute. (laughs) Yeah, I gotta silence them. Always fishing a dirty. I can't. I'm with you. Oh, like this is yeah. It was just one of those days, but um, I have to give a quick shout out because uh, I got, I finally, finally got Mega Live on the way. I got to give a big shout out to uh, my buddy, David Fluker, who actually met and like gave a couple reels to on the way down to um, Texas last week. And he basically said, uh, yeah, I got Mega Live from this place called CNO Marine in Tennessee. And uh, I was like, do you think there's any left? Cause he found like a couple and he goes, yeah, there probably is a couple. So I called this place. Literally. I didn't realize that they're about to close like two minutes before close. And I was like, do you guys happen to have Hummingbird mega live in stock still? 
they're like, yeah, we got like six sitting on the shelf. And I was like, um, is there any way I can buy one now? <laughs> like, is it too late? They're like, no. And then they took my information and I got mega live on the way. Uh, but right at that time I get a notification from my buddy that gives me a call and he's like, Hey, uh, we got mega live at the bass tank. Now you've been asking for it. And he goes, buy it now while you can. So yeah. there is mega live at CNO Marine and also the bass tank. So for folks that are looking to get into it, and I had to give a quick shout out to CNO Marine because that was quick, easy and flawless and very easy to work with. So nice. awesome. Heck Either yeah. way, a lot of forward facing content coming. That, it's uh, official. Bailey has the most rigged out Hobie in the Northeast. Gotta be. I don't. I don't think so. Actually, now there's yeah. a couple guys in the New York circuit that have live scope, trolling motor, 360, multiple graphs, and on a Hobie. On a Hobie. Oh, because they got like a Torquedo, right? No, they have a an XI3, which is like the motor guide kayak version, spot lock, all that. Jazz. Oh, is is that the one that like goes off the bow? Mm-hmm. Got it. Interesting. But it's like the remote, not the foot pedal. Hmm. There's some crazy decked out kayaks, like insane stuff that like people see me with two graphs and a 360 and they're like, they're like, dang, that's a lot. Then you go to this Hobie tournament and it's like, damn, some of the stuff people got is crazy. Like makes me look like a, like a rookie. And I know we, this is exact conversation that Deacon and I were having earlier today. (laughs) So before we go down that rabbit hole, (laughs) Deacon and Bailey, I'll moderate here. Deacon and Bailey were at, uh, Civilly arguing about the cost of a brand new kayak rigged out with graphs to a used legend bass boat from like 2008. It went from like that debate to like, is it easier to go from a kayak to a boat or a boat to a kayak? And then it went from, could I beat John Cruz in a race in a kayak? <laughs> and then it was like, it was all That's over the place. part of it. But if John Cruz is listening to this, I challenge you to a 1v1. On a pedal, on a kayak. <laughs> Here's the deal. John Cruz, you need to start training volume, man. I mean, if you're going to compete against Bailey in a kayak, I mean, listen, it's awesome to watch you deadlift 400 pounds and squat heavy, but we need some volume training because this guy is going to be running. How, how many miles did you do at Toledo? 72? I had at least, for a clock at a rough guesstimate, throughout the week, I had 72 miles. Which is a lot. Technically, that's a lot of hamster wheel turning, bud. Hamster wheel turning. It's not even a wheel. It's not even going in a circle. It's back and forth. <laughs> no, that's the best part. That we we it's hamster wheeling to us. No, but I'm not even challenging Cruz to like a fish off because he would smoke me. I'm I'm challenging him just to a race in a kayak. <laughs> just race. Which is that's awesome. it. Yeah. I hope he shows up in his uh, bass cat because that would be yeah. really funny. That would be great. New, the new Puma STS. Yeah. <laughs> You're <See> on, ya. <laughs> Bailey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but last thing on that, before we get into the topic we're actually talking about today, uh, thank you to the folks that are sticking around for the 10 minutes or so that we're gibbering here. Um, is Episode one of Chasing Hardware is in the works, being edited right now, and I'm hoping to have that done. And uploaded Wednesday next week, Wednesday night. Um, looking to do around 6, 7 p.m. Eastern. But we'll let you guys know next week at, at live. Hopefully that it's edited and done by that time. And uh, we'll give you guys a further update when that starts. But I appreciate everyone that's given good feedback in the trailer posts and all the le- stuff leading up to it for the support and the feedback. And I'm looking forward to that series. It's actually, I'm pretty excited. Um, but we'll dive more into the tournament at a later, at a later date. 
because right now we're talking about probably one of my most favorite ways to fish. And we're going to lead off with that is throwing finesse swim baits or just J uh, swim bait heads, you know, and just in general, throwing a single swimmer is like my favorite way to catch them on a spinning rod or a bait caster. Something about getting that hard knock and you got to reel and catch and lean into them. That is some of my favorite bites like in fishing at all in general. Uh, but we're going to start out with just some swim bait heads um, and just kind of work our way through our arsenal of things we use. Um, but I kind of wanted to start it out like asking you guys, um, how, like what times out of the year, if there's a time you don't have it rigged up, do you really have a strong emphasis of a, a, a swim bait on your deck? Not talking like big swim baits or anything mm-hmm. like that, but like a, a three to four inch paddle tail, a single swimmer. All year. I like that answer. Deacon? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, especially I think the one similarity here is that you guys live up north and are chasing smallmouth a lot. And uh, here, it, you know, these kind of deserty lakes and then even the Ozarky lakes, I mean, like a lot of clear water and the same things apply. And um, especially with forward-facing sonar, um, you can really t- pick fish off on a single swim bait. And, you know, it's just an effective way to fish. I would say year round. I think when I lean on it more is early in the year. Um, and then kind of as we get, so, so let's say spring through kind of that beginning of post-spawn. And then I probably lean away from it, uh, <clears throat> kind of the next fall, but there's, I think there's reason to be have it on your deck at all times. I agree. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. I mean, it to me, it's my favorite search bait because I feel like regardless of time of year, if you find a group of fish, I mean, they're going to eat a swim bait, especially a small Not just bass, bait. too. Like everything. Yeah. <laughs> Every, you'll find out real quick what that's going to be. Whether it's crappie, you know, if it's walleye, whatever, they're going to I eat. 40-inch yeah. tiger muskie. Oh, yeah. 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 It's just too natural, right? It's a baby yeah. shad or baby yeah. bait fish of some sort. Yeah. So you like- go learn today. Here in New York, a lot of our lakes have aloe smelt or emerald shiners in them. So they're all like they range from two to six to eight inches. So you could really, depending on what, and gizzard shed, right? Depending on what lake you're on. So you can really chase, like bass chase those things all year round. And you'll see them in the middle of nowhere blow up on a school of bayfish. You can just fire that little round ball head swim bait over there and probably catch one or two. Mm-hmm. If you get close enough to that pile where they're busting them up. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what we'll do is to kind of kick this off is like, maybe we should start calling out just first to, to start, to begin this conversation of like our favorite swim bait head, like one that we use predominantly the majority of the time okay. when we are throwing a smaller paddle tail. Um, do you guys have one ready to kick it off? I do. I got one here. All right. Let it rip. All right, so this is uh, probably the the most most used weight I use to. See if I can get this up here without seeing. You can do it. I believe that is a regular <laughs> traditional ball head, right? That's all it is. There we go. go. <laughs> all right, so that is a three sixteenths ounce jig head, and that is a three aught hook in there. They make one in a two aught, and they make one in a three aught. I prefer the three aught on everything most of the time i'm throwing a 3.3 inch swim bait normally a kitek for that matter um as well as i'll go down to a 2.8 
and then up to like a 3.8. But as far as that, that ball head gets more use from me than anyone else. That's a Gamagatsu uh, standard ball head jig. And that's all it is. It's your lead ball head jig. And I've had great success, especially on a spinning rod. It's a light wire hook. Not something you want to use on like an A-rig unless you are doing it in grass and have your drag set. But that is a, um, a great single swimmer hook. So what's your, like, you said you could throw it on a spinning rod as well, but, like, what's your typical setup for throwing a, a swim bait with that jig head? I'll do it on both. I would say more of the time I'm throwing it on a spinning rod, and that's where I'll drop down to an eighth ounce as well. Um, I like the 316th because I can cast it just a little bit further, and it's not super heavy to where it affects the action of the swim bait. The 316th is just, like, the perfect size to me. Um, I will throw it on a casting rod as well, and a trick – when we, I know we're talking swim baits here, but the same head works great for the old tried and true. Uh, and I don't do it as much as I used to, but I used to catch a lot of fish on a grub and it works the same way on a dang ball head. Mm-hmm. And whether that's, and by the way, this is the same thing I use dragging them as well, but um, spinning rod set up just a, a medium to a medium light, fast action rod, pretty standard uh, spinning rod, you know, seven foot, seven, two, something there. Um, is generally what I like. And then casting is a medium rod. If I'm going to throw it on a casting rod. I like it. And, uh, for folks, we're going to do our best to make sure if, if it's available, we're going to link everything we're talking about tonight, uh, back to Omnia fishing where you guys can, you know, if you're interested in trying out any of the stuff we're talking about, where you guys can click on that link. And then you can also save yourself 50% off using code serious, all caps, just serious. Um, but I dude, I am in complete agreement with the whole idea around a three yacht. I hate a two out mm-hmm. because I just feel like you don't have enough of a gap between on a fat swim bait. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like with what it's like, whether it's a Kai tech, uh, whether it's like a rage swimmer, mm-hmm. whether, you know, there's a bunch of good little paddle tails out there right now, but a two out doesn't give you enough room. I feel like from that gap to really drive the hook home, you can, you can skin hook them still like through the top of their mouth, but that three out really allows you to actually bring the hook through the top of the lip. Like you really want where they're not going to get off. Um, I'm a big fan of a three out too. I don't really like to go up to a four out either when it's throwing uh, single swimmers, unless I'm throwing like a five or six inch paddle tail sure. on a bigger head. But yeah. beyond that, I th- I'm a huge three out fan. I uh, agree, man. Uh, yeah. it's, uh, go ahead, Andy. I would say three out, four out. They're perfect size for like a 3.3 or even a 3.8 Kitek or range tail swimmer, which would be a 3.75 or a four inch spark shed. Like you can't beat that hook size, and plus it has that gap to where you can actually get a really good hook into them. So, for on hook sizes, I have a golden eye here, which is my favorite jig head to use when I'm throwing it on casting gear. But I ordered it with mm-hmm. the wrong size hooks. This is the one knot hook. It's, it's gonna way too small. You have to. Get I have it with such a bad hand. habit of that, dude. Yeah, I I, I order like just to give you just to show you how much i use the three i bought these three especially the 316s in i think i bought three packs of them each in a mm-hmm. two on and three out because i wasn't sure what size i wanted until i put the swim bait up to it and i put it on there and i'm like i, I don't think i've even opened all the two odds because i'm so obsessed with the gap on the three out <laughs> yeah the three out gap is perfect the one big thing though um, that I like when it comes to a single swim bait head is a vertical, like a 90 degree jig head eye. Okay. I don't want it 45 out in front. We'll talk about that later, but I only use the 45 degree angled on an A rig. Hmm. I am the same way. 
like especially like if you're creeping something on the bottom which yep. i'll get to in the head i like here in a second mm-hmm. like when you when you can't feel bottom anymore instead of opening that bail i let it just tight line until i feel bottom contact because it keeps that line perfect so it makes that bait just slowly start creeping back towards bottom uh and that could be a like a, an ambush versus vertical dropping straight down mm-hmm. could be kind of a little tight lining type of deal mm-hmm. uh, which i've gotten bit i haven't said i'm not saying that's like a crazy effective way but like it has i have gotten bit doing that the the other thing too that you'll notice like if you have a 45 degree eye head so this is one of the striking ones yeah what this does is when you have your line it causes the jig head and the swim bait to swim almost at this angle as it comes through the water Mm -hmm. so the boot tail will drag and it'll make it like bowed that's where if you have a vertical 90 degree it'll almost lay flat as you reel through the water yeah yeah i agree yeah, and with that, my favorite head to use, a little bit different than all you guys, it's a owner ultra head. It's more of a football style. Well, really, it is a football style. That's, so. Yeah, it's a football head, man. It is. Uh, I I throw those too, Bailey. Don't worry. Yeah, those are my absolute favorite head, especially just because a lot of the stuff I'm throwing it on, I'm I'm creeping on bottom like on rocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, like this right here is a quarter, so very similar to your three sixteens you're talking about, Deacon. Yep. Um, and I like throwing that on like a three, three and a quarter to three and three quarter inch swim baits. Um, and that's like my favorite search bait. And it's also for some reason, I don't know what it is, but like you, Andy can attest to it. It's also a big fish bait for me in the early spring in it New York. It really is. Yeah. Um, I watched him catch it. Was How big was that large amount? The six, five? Six, it was six and a half. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, that day was incredible. Yeah. We had what, 28 pounds on an inland lake. 28 and a half. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he was throwing a football jig and I caught like more. He was catching numbers still, but all the fish I caught were over five. Wow. So it's, um, but it's one where I'm, I'm counting rocks with it. You're not like, you're not burning it. You're literally just reeling just fast enough where you feel one rock, two rock. You're like, you can literally feel how slow you're moving it. Um, but I will also go down to an, an eighth ounce. Like you mentioned, Deacon. Uh, when I'm up shallower, especially for largemouth, whether it's late fall or early spring, when they first make that move to so you can find like some of the remnant grass that's been mm-hmm. from the year prior. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I like the football style even with the grass, because if you go really? uh, by, by grass stems, it'll that football shape, it'll roll the head and make that bait kind of do a little wobble. And I get a lot of it's almost kind of like that same idea with the trap, right? Where you go by grass, rip it by it or any type yeah. of motion bouncing off of it when you get bites. It's kind of the same deal for me with that football head through grass, which interesting. Yeah. So, so are you also with the football head? So that's something like I will drag a swim bait early in the year on the rocks, like you're saying, mm-hmm. with the same kind of just regular round head. But I've always, I, I really like throwing a finesse football jig and doing that same kind of concept, right? And uh, for it's it's funny to me, right, that the swim bait will act that same way as a tube or a jig, and you can literally be like. And then whack, you know, you get smoked yeah. doing mm-hmm. that. I've all, I've wanted to incorporate more of that football head on the bottom and I haven't. Now, do you, when you're saying through the grass and stuff, but are you also like, say when you get your uh, forward facing sonar, are you throwing that same, that same head with the football head out in open water? If there's fish in 15 feet suspended or something, you're going to run it through them. Or are you going to use more of a round bend or more of an Andy style head there? If I am going, <laughs> so I think if, I'm just straight up going for suspended fish. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to a ball head. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But if I'm going to be incorporating multiple things like working in, on the bottom and also go like if I'm doing a multitude of different things, I'll just go to the football head just be, being that it could be so versatile. Yeah. Um, but I think if I'm specifically out chasing suspended fish and schoolers, I think it, there shouldn't be any reason why you won't throw a ball head. And I think you're fine throwing the football head, but it's more of like, why? I mean, you don't yeah. really need Yeah, that. you get kind of that perfect roll on a ball head, right? Like where that tail, everything's in line kind of rolling. And I, it's probably very similar to a football head. I just, again, haven't done it much where you get that head roll and the tail roll. And I think that's when you get a lot of natural stuff on a soft swim bait. Yeah, and this isn't, this is lead. This isn't tungsten. Same um, this, these yeah. are the heads that we got molds for from do it molds to make our own, which I'm extremely, extremely excited about. Um, we got the same hooks. I can't wait to plop those yeah. in there and make those. And it, I think what's, I think with the forward facing that I'm really curious to play around with, cause I've seen some guys cover it and Deacon, I'm sure you can attest to it, but like throwing a ball head, like here's another owner ultra head ball head. They, they throw me off with the ultra head football, ultra head, like it's <laughs> too many words for me. Um, but like, I feel like, the tungsten shows up better in return on forward facing. Yep. So like a tungsten ball head. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be a better in terms of if I'm just using forward facing sonar, I feel like that tungsten ball head is going to be better than trying to use like a lead football. head. Now, now here's my so, question. If you powder coat it and harden it, well then it show greater return on that forward facing as opposed to a standard non-painted lead. So make a big difference. I don't well, know. Because it'd be hardening it up. So therefore it has a harder surface to connect to. Denser. Yeah, it'd be yeah. more dense. Okay. Yeah. I think it I'm also not... just depends on the size of the swim bit you're throwing too. True. So so here here's something uh on the tungsten debate with with jig heads. So I, I agree, and I haven't seen enough of a difference. The only time I've really noticed a difference is drop shotting using a tungsten drop shot weight and dropping on fish on, on forward facing sonar on live scope. Um, but something that I did after watching, this is why I'm obsessed as you guys are with watching Bassmaster live or whatever live fishing is on was watching Jake Whitaker, how he finds every freaking Marina. Have you noticed that everywhere he yeah. goes, he's All a Marina king. <laughs> Right? There's always fish in marinas. Always. always. And he finds if there's seven marinas on a lake, he's going to find the one that's the best. And like he loves throwing a ball head on a little swim bait, skipping it in into marina docks. And right. So like, again, with with all of these, right, the real thin wire hooks, you have a great hookup ratio. And they're not obviously weedless in that sense, but you can get it around a lot of stuff for what it is. And you and you even see him get hung up a lot. But I was doing that at Grand this last year. And I was doing it with, this is a Kitech uh, yeah. tungsten head, right? And I was just doing that with that same thought process in my forward-facing sonar. I will go on record and say I didn't like it. And and these heads specifically, I think the hook's great. It's a Gamu, I think, a Gammy hook as well. But whatever it is, this is a 16th ounce, by the way. But this tungsten, however they, it's not like, because they have to mold it because it's a jig head, versus like a tungsten weight i don't know what it is skipping this just on the water right skipping it it i broke two of them broke the, broke the tungsten because it's like kind of like a tungsten mold that i think they split down the middle or it there's is, like it is split down the middle and then it's heat it's heated up and compressed on yeah that's why a lot of those hooks break too because they have to superheat the tungsten head to put it on a hook and they can only pour tungsten products on certain hooks 
because they heat them to such a point that they make the hooks really brittle where the tungsten connects with the hook shank. Now that you're saying that I've totally broken Kytec jig heads in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. So that's, and that's just, I mean, like, again, what's great about having Omnia, right. Is we can like go in and talk about like specific products here and be completely honest with reviews. And one, one thing too, that I didn't like about the Kytec again, hook was great. And I liked, uh, I liked everything about it, except for the breaking of the head. And then also <laughs> the, uh, the, I'd use a little bit of super glue a lot of the time with these style jig heads, uh, on that, the front of that Kitech or whatever somebody you're using. There's only just a little bit of a knock uh, of an additional lip there. Mm-hmm. So I really found that even with super, super glue, especially skipping these, these swim baits would slide right off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the one I showed you that, ultra head the football head i yeah. love those ridges on that yeah those are uh, but also similar so the berkeley fusions one i haven't had a, a, enough chance to play with these just yet to really get an honest opinion but they have the same thing and they have that little knock up there in the oh top. yeah it's like a little, a little wire. wire they got a wire in there yeah so something like that but even like something as subtle well here's a couple of them here but like the mega bass one just something super simple mm-hmm. with that little mm-hmm. ridge on top can be the difference maker and like Tamiki makes one that I think is pretty good too. It's that little keeper under on the bottom. Yeah. I, I prefer if I'm casting swim baits. That's why I like the golden eye because it has the lead piece, but then it also has so you can put as I pull it out here, you can put the super glue, but it has it's on the sides that come out here. So it grabs <laughs> there and then it also sorry. So oh yeah. It's it's got grabs, a lot of wires on it. It grabs there, and then it also has a wire keeper here. So it, it has three. Who makes Goldeneye? For, yeah, gold, it's Outcast. It's Josh Outcast. Douglas's head that he designed yeah. with Outcast. That's what I thought it was. You kept saying yeah. Goldeneye, and I was like, who the hell? Yeah, it, 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 it's like, called the Goldeneye. And Omnia does sell these. But I am uh, still laughing how small that freaking hook is. Yeah. I, I, I asked my buddy, to, <laughs> I remember the story. I asked my buddy, he's like, what size hook? And I was like, uh, which one do they have? He's like, one eye. It's like, perfect. That'll work. Not thinking about because it, it was like one in the morning Up when he asked time. me if I needed anything. Oh, I was like, God. I got him in. I was like, well, I just got six packs and I can't use any of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know that feeling all too well. Like, oh, Damn <laughs> that would be interesting to experiment, though. Like, one of us takes the same head, three out versus that one out, just to see. We might not like miss any fish, but what difference in terms of where it's placed? in the hookup ratio, like in terms of where located in the mouth it's hooked. Yeah. That would be kind of a cool little experiment and to kind of analyze that. But yeah. Um, I, when it comes to, so that's kind of like our little favorite swim bait heads, um, our confidence, one that we throw all the time. Um, but what are some other swim bait heads that you guys will incorporate? Maybe if you're fishing deeper, fishing bigger paddle tails, uh, hollow bellies, all that kind of jazz. Do you guys have any other heads that you're confident with? In terms of a swim bait, the dirty jigs, Matt, Al- Matt Allen head. I don't know why I can never say Allen, but talking Matt, about that one, that one, yes, yeah, that look one. at all of us. <laughs> that jig head is filthy for getting deep yeah. because the line is out, the the hook tie is out in front of it. Mm-hmm. So I found that allows you to fish it deeper and slower, and it actually keeps that bait parallel. But you can also burn it and it stays parallel and it won't blow out and rock and do all kinds of funky things. It's got a nice keeper on it too. Yeah. The swim bait stays pinned on that. I think I want to say that 
that's a four or five. That's gonna be it, a five. It's it's a three yacht. Well, it depends. That ain't well, no three yacht, son. No, the, the, the quarter no. the quarter's a lot bigger, so I got them all. I actually, oh, yeah. So the here. eighth comes with a three yacht, and yeah. then three sixteenth and a quarter comes with a four yacht. And if I were, I mean, like just as this is my perspective of of this, like when we get to this, and Andy, I noticed on your jig head too, you had a pretty a decently thick wired hook, right? Like yep. that I is throw a all mine on big casting gear. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I would be chucking this on a casting rod because yep. I want that power and that backbone, probably like a, a medium heavy, like a lighter medium heavy, or maybe that maybe a medium, but I'm probably going to go to a casting rod when we're talking seven, about two that. to seven foot five medium action with 12 pound test, mm-hmm. 10 to 12 pound them. test and that a is- six, three to one reel or seven, one. It's fun. Yeah, that's probably something I forgot to incorporate when I was talking about the that owner ultra ultra head football head. See, I still hate that there's so many. Never mind. Uh, but just say I owner use, football jig head. Yeah, owner that, football head. There you go. That's the one. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I hate that. Um, I throw a seven six medium fast spinning rod when I throw that thing. Longer is better when it comes to swim bait fishing. And I throw ten pound braid and eight pound floral. 10-pound braid on a casting rod? No, on a spinning, spinning rod. Oh, sorry. You said spinning. I, don't know. Yeah, I go straight floral. Yeah. All day. Yeah. I I go I go same thing as Bailey, either 10 or 12-pound braid with an 8-pound leader. Mm-hmm. And it's nice because you feel that thump, and for the most part, you do not have to set the hook. You're pretty much a, it's a lean and real, kind of like a drop shot. You don't really have to do much. Um, so it's – and the hookup ratio is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like on a long rod, I like that. Yeah. And you can bomb it too. Oh my God. I mean, you yeah. can launch with a seven and a half foot spinning rod. Yeah. I'll oh. tell you what, um, SLX MGL 70 reel or the Crowdo MGL 70 reel and seven, four on like a seven foot five, seven foot six rod medium action. You can, you can cast just as far as a spinning rod, if not farther. Yeah, oh, so I don't know, but I, I bet oh, I, mean, I bet you're close. Oh, <laughs> I, I think we've had <laughs> this competition. Like, sh- <laughs> there we go. So, <laughs> Deacon, remember when Andy said, I, I don't know if it was on air, but like said, he's not a junkie or he's low key a junkie, tackle junkie. You're talking about, yeah. Well, yeah. he's also a gear junkie too. But we're out on this that lake that we caught 28 and a half on same day, we're blasting them all day long, like literally sunlight to or sun up to sundown. I think Andy laughed more like a little kid not from the fish but like this mgo cast so far this is insane he's just oh like <laughs> dude i was I'm throwing a fritz side like fish three quarters of my spool with a fritz side wow that's test. yeah yeah we're we're going back to back like every cast with fish and it's like four pounder five pounder three pounder and like every now and then there's a six and then it's just like He's just like, we're laughing at getting fish. And I'm like, dude, this is so much fun. And like, he's like, yeah, this real cast really far. <laughs> 28 pounds. He's worried about the real. Yeah. I was like, dude, what are you doing? Classic, Andy. Come like, on. We're doing something here. <laughs> oh, no, dude. That day was, that day was just absolutely wild. It was so much fun. That's awesome. And it was like, what was it? Like 70 degrees out. Cause the day before it blew and it was like, bluebird skies calm as can be you would never expect to catch as many fish as we did it was like the worst conditions to have the day we did and it was just i think we're the only ones out there catching them we were the only boat out there and it was just because like that was the first warming trend after a post run so they just went nuts they just went crazy um but kind of 
back to what we're talking about that bigger that bigger head for those longer swim baits um that alpha angler clutch is actually a sick rod for those I almost bought that rod for that reason. dude highly recommend buying that rod i'm a huge fan um i've but I, you can use it for so they rate it as a seven five medium fast that is not a medium fast it's that like is, a medium heavy with a yeah. medium tip yeah i i actually really like that about their rods i i i've got the uh uh, rebound their cranking rod and i love how i i hate a really limber just like parabolic cranking rod mm-hmm. and it's like a medium heavy moderate and it is perfect for throwing a square bill i mean perfect because it's a little i like having a little it's still got flexibility on the tip end but it's got a lot of backbone still is that their their chatterbait rod the no the chatter the chatterbait's the, the chatter chatterbound rod. Yeah. Oh, they literally call it the Chatterbound? Yeah, and then they have, what, the Meg Rebound, which is yeah. the 7.6. Like the oh, heavy. Deep the crank. Crank. Deep well, that's actually a medium-heavy moderate as well. They're all medium-heavies. Okay. But hmm. they're just like the length of the rod and the taper on them is just slightly different. Yeah. Hmm. I've been reading into it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, either way, that clutch is sick. Like, with 150-size reel, like 20-pound fluoro. Like when you're reeling that thing and you get thumped, you can just reel and like give them all you got. Like because you, you're dri- you're driving that thick gauge hook because that that thing barely flexes, like barely. Uh, that Mad Allen had like is insane. You are drilling them in the dome and like it's because the rod can take it too. So that's mm-hmm. a lot of fun. I, I liked. I caught a. I caught. Like basically twelve pounds and two casts on the first school I found on that Bass Kayak Classic in Texas last year. On that, I was out in twenty foot on a ledge with that and like a six inch hollow belly. That is one of the most addicting bites ever. Is like when you're you don't feel much. You can feel a little bit of that hollow belly knocking, but all you feel is don't. And you're like, yep, I know what that is, and then you just you give them everything. <laughs> so Hold on for your life. There's something too with both of you guys talking about these seven six rods. I need to incorporate that more on these longer cast applications where you can have some of that parabolicness because I don't, and I think there's such an advantage because I've used it sparingly a couple times. But like on those long rods, it is so fun to lean into a fish because that <laughs> whole rod just flexes. And oh, like, you can turn oh. like your entire body on a sweep set, and the rod just keeps going. Um, yeah. like, he's just so pinned exactly <laughs> yeah exactly yeah and we've talked about this uh com- it's a completely different conversation and one that i'd really like to do in the future but uh the three of us have talked about this on our group chat like trying to throw like a seven six or seven eleven for traps like mm-hmm. for because everyone My talks about a seven to a seven two like My everyone talks partner. about that for a trap like yeah i caught a few on a trap and yeah I was a I was throwing a seven six uh, medium heavy moderate uh, um, on Toledo Bend uh, with the trap and I caught a few. I really liked that longer rod for it. I really yeah. did. I would love to try that seven eleven that the what's his face is talking about down in uh, Dickie Newberry. Yes, yes. Hammer of the trap. One more one more money in boats and a trap than probably anyone. Well, yeah. the one thing too is you're able to cast it twice as far with that seven foot eleven. And if you're yo-yoing it, like you're sitting it on the bottom and you're just ripping it out of the grass, you don't have to move the rod nearly as nearly far. as far. So you're not really putting as much fatigue on your body. And when they eat it on that long distance, you can really get into them. Like hit them on that sweep three-quarter hook set and just keep walking backwards. That rod's just going to keep loading. And it's a treble hook, so they're not going to come off. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, back to jig heads. Yeah. Uh, no, this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for swim bait heads, is there anything else that you guys incorporate for in terms of jig head? We covered shallow kind of finesse and then we covered some bigger stuff, but is there any other maybe miscellaneous in terms of like a small paddle tail that we should so, go? Yeah. So, I mean, well, one thing I, I did want to say is, is you guys are talking about heavier jig heads. So the Matt Allen's those that's my, this is my first year using those Matt Allen's I've never used them. I've just heard such good things about them. So I bought some, um, and I do like the line tie there. And I, what I've heard a lot with this line tie being on the bottom like that is you guys are talking about dragging on the bottom, but because it's on the front versus being on that 90, like we're talking about ball heads, I've, I've heard that it gets through stuff better on the bottom actually, because it's pulling with the whole thing rather than kind of getting stuck and, you know, with like having that ball head get stuck in places. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I've never messed with that, but something that I heard. Hmm. I, get, I believe it. Yeah. I didn't throw, I've never thrown it through anything, so I can't really speak to that. It, yeah. It's my favorite swim bait head to throw when I am casting out a swim bait for smallies on the river by my house in like eight foot of water and I'm fishing four to six foot down and I'm like aggressively fishing a swim bait. Yeah. Because you don't even have to set the hook with it because they eat it so hard. You just slightly reel and sweep and they're, they're pinned there. with that dang thing. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Um, but, but another, another head, if we're just talking deeper, bigger Kytex, like you were saying striking squadron. Yeah, absolutely. That one. I like those a lot. I like those on a rigs as well. Uh, and then yes. a new yes. one, another <laughs> thing I got Bailey to buy last year for a rigs. Nice. <laughs> I like mm-hmm. where I like how we think the same deacon. This is I know good. it, man. <laughs> we're dialed in another, another one guys, uh, that I really like, um, and this one, <clears throat> this one was inspired by another tournament, Josh Douglas, in that open when it was live on Rayburn. He was using a bigger head than this, and I've got a couple bigger ones, but Ooh. with a weed guard on it uh, through brush piles and stuff. But this is, I don't know if he was using that head, but this is a Dobbins. Uh, and they make them without the weed guard too, and I've got some of those too for A-rigging and, and bigger swim baits. As a meaty hook. Yeah, it's a sweet, meaty hook. And also, if you look at that, uh, um, it's a real meaty lead piece there to stop your swimming from coming off but it also has it going that way too so it has it going both ways oh nice i so see I, it. I i haven't really used uh super glue on these heads uh it's got four grade. it's got four points of contact exactly so once yeah. that swim bait's on there like it's it's on there so that was a really good design having it come out on that side so that's a uh, again a dobbins um swim bait head i like that i want to throw that in grass instead of like a swim jig with the like, I could see if you take like a Meg Draft freestyle and cut like that first inch of it and get the eyes off and thread that on. That could be a big fish bait. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Um, I think another one to talk about, and Deacon's got a good concept of it, but I don't have any of the Mega Bass on hand, but I have just the normal jig heads. But most people know what I'm talking about is a. I, I got one here. Hold up. You got one? Okashira heads. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's so good. I love those. I almost prefer to throw those over a spy bait personally. Really? Yeah. See, and I've heard that. Uh, honestly, I'll be the first to admit that I haven't done it enough. I've got a couple of them. So yeah, there he is there, right? They are good. They're dirty. And, I, and I've, I mean, like, I legitimately ask a hammer here that fishes some very pressured waters for some, some big smallmouth in Colorado terms, like five and six pounders. But 
he said that he truly does feel he gets more bites mm-hmm. uh, with that head than with a standard jig head. It just I, gives it a little bit more flash. Yeah. Well, and it, it's a completely different feel. One, some people even say it might be the squeak, which if that mm, might be the decibel range of that bass. Is, yeah. That that bass, because a, a bass can only hear, like when you're talking audio, a bass can only hear a small, small decibel range. Everything else is more of what they can feel through their lateral line. Um, so like it kind of gives off that spy bait esque, you know, what with that that prop. Um and you know what wobble. Yeah. I mean, between that or a spy bait, that's a whole nother conversation for a whole nother day. Um, yeah. but yeah. that head, I mean, it is I almost prefer throwing it over just single swim like single swimmers anymore, especially when you're on a pressured fishery. Like when I was on Toledo Bend and the last day of practice, I'd caught fish on that head. And I just wanted to make sure it wasn't just me because I didn't see anyone catching fish around me. And I was in like, a, I was in a community hole. I didn't see anyone catching anything. I purposely went behind people with that Okashira head and caught fish behind boats that didn't catch anything. Mm-hmm. And so like, there is something to that little blade and that might be leaking some juice out. I know there's a few people that I'm friends with that might say, Hey, screw you, man. You shouldn't have talked about that. Uh, <laughs> but like, you know, Have you ever buddy, looked at that blade closely? You know, both blades on there are two entirely different sizes, right? Oh yeah. And one has a one is bent, and that causes it to pitch in yaw as it comes through the water, so it gives oh. an entirely new shimmy. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. I will say, uh, if that really speaks for a pressured fishery, when I was on Chickamauga last year with Caleb, a good buddy of ours who runs a uh, Bass Quest, mm-hmm. he is re- like he's a tinker, like. The epitome of a tinker and he throws that behind people on community holes in one of the most pressured lakes in the entire country and he smashes them on it, it, it like it's legit we went behind a uh, same bank behind three boats that were in front of us like within visual eyesight and he caught off a same log that a guy caught like skipped a jig to literally five minutes before caught an eight and a half pounder on that okashira head i am a firm believer it's impressive. I wish they made it in bigger size. I was just so gonna I say, is it is like it only in an eighth and yeah. a sixteenth, right? Because that's all I have it in is an eighth. I think eighth, three sixteenths. Okay. Let me check because I, I believe they're on Omnia. So hold on, give me a second. Can you yeah. like can you imagine that? Like a, a bigger prop on like say a half ounce and like a four inch paddle tail, like for deep fish. Big fish. Yeah. Like Especially on a fishery like Chickamauga or somewhere where there's a big shad population, like we yeah. were talking, there's those four to eight inch shad. Like yeah. on ledges, dude. I mean, come on. One eighth and a sixteenth. That's the only two sizes. I only throw yeah. the eighth. So, I do too. Yeah, that's, or that's the only one I have actually. I think another thing that might be a leak in some juice. I don't have any on me. They're in the garage. I should have brought them out. But like that, people will only seem to fish or throw on ledges, um, especially in the south. Scroungers. Mm. scroungers scroungers are sleepers man oh dude 100 smallies love them it's a small chatterbait man i mean it's, it's a finesse chatterbait i should say because yeah. it has that same kind of and uh no screw the stealth blade that's what throw a scrounger the stealth bait's just a scrounger the stealth blade is a fancy scrounger is basically what they're getting at dude you know what i just thought of i'm like crap i wonder uh with the the people listening to audio on this, we should have did like, hey, 
<laughs> you might want to listen to or watch this one on YouTube tonight because we're going to show jig heads to the front. Yeah, we are showing things to the camera. Yeah, forty-eight minutes in, I we apologize. Yeah, <laughs> we are now giving you the disclaimer. So yeah. now, at, if you're at this point, if you don't mind skipping Switch over, over to, to YouTube, YouTube and starting <laughs> over, we would greatly appreciate that. We strategically <laughs> didn't tell you until fifty minutes in, so you watched on the podcast or you listened to the podcast and you clicked on the YouTube. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Hashtag engagement. <laughs> Please like and subscribe everywhere. Thank you. <laughs> so now, how about you guys when it comes to? Um, this jig head here. Are you guys big believers in an underspin? Oh, yes. I honestly, I don't. I, I'm not saying I'm not a believer and I'm not a doubter. I don't have the confidence in it yet. I haven't found one that I really, really like. This is the Santone one that um, Zeldane likes. I personally am not a fan of it. Is it Santone or Santoni? Santoni, Santone. Santone. No, it's Santone. I just Santone. know it's, it's close Texas and yeah, yeah, Santone. It's a and here's the reason why I'm not a fan of it. I I had some I can't remember the name of them, but I broke them all off on rock ledges, dragging them on the bottom. But well, why are you the, dragging that on the bottom? Well, you know, look at it. Look at that. How are you going to drag that on the bottom when it's got okay, this? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because I'm dragging it and hopping it, and that blade gives it just a little bit more action. Is that not a flat-bottomed head? No, Is that one. That bottom? one could work. That one oh, could work better. It's the same thing here. Oh, okay, Maybe it looks like a stand-up head. All I was thinking was that it could that it would. So this one, look at this one. This this is like one of those southern ledge hammer places. Yeah, I don't even know who makes this hook, but it is nasty and it is awesome. Um, but it looks like a buckeye. This is does uh the blade say the name? That's the one it is. It's no, Buckeye. It I got to get more of them. Buckeye is yeah. the best underspin one I've found to this point. Okay. Well, this thing's sweet. And it's got a, but I was thinking, Andy, if you're dragging this on the bottom, I would think it would go like this and then it'd go sideways. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, did, I didn't think that it would maybe stand up, but maybe I guess if you're moving it enough, it would kind you, of. You move it just to a point to where the you want it almost up like this and the blade just slightly fluttering behind it. It's, and it's more of a deflection thing. Yeah. So like I'll hop it and give it a little bit more action, but there's been days when the water gets below like 45 degrees and they won't eat anything. You bust out this guy and you'll start getting bites. Yeah. And it was the Buckeye one. So thank you Bailey for that, that I really enjoyed. They're, they make a two bladed one. That's the juice. I just, I stopped last spring. I was looking for underspins. I was like, Oh, these ones are cool. But the, um, the lead part here in the jig head is too thick. So if oh. you slide a Kitek or a rage it swimmer, it's, no, it starts splitting the head of the swimmer. Yeah. It makes a hole, a big hole. Yep. Like we yeah. So it, it doesn't hold a swim bait very well. And it's very unfortunate because that hook on there is bad. Like, you guys it's know, super uh, good. You guys know the rap song where he goes, that's the Bruce. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Green fish. Yeah. That's one I haven't used, but that's what we were talking about with a heavier Okashira mm -hmm. head. Sorry, Bailey. I have not heard that song. <laughs> I, just me thinking about random shit. <laughs> there's, there's Bailey. Yeah, Bailey's yeah. gone. Kind of well, no, I was, there's like a, a a rap song where they're like, some guy goes, "That's the Bruce." Like in a, at a point aside, but like I don't know. Somebody said that's the juice. That that song came in my head, and I was like, you should totally manipulate the that rap song to that's the juice. All right, yeah, we're gonna move on from that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> 
Oh no, I gotta, I gotta. What are you doing? Gotta, are you okay? He's stuck in the rug. Carpet. Here we it go. looked like you yeah. had like a neck tweak and you like couldn't move. <laughs> hey guys, someone call the ambulance, please. Um, <laughs> or is it's it a, the ambulance? The ambulance. <laughs> okay. All right. So one one other uh, juice of a thing, and I really I haven't tried it with forward facing sonar, but I've done it enough without that I just I think it even be better. Uh, and this is one of those bay like you're talking about giving away some juice that I don't really want to talk about, but taking an underspin head, especially one with, with this like bigger hook, putting a fluke on the back of it and through suspended fish, cranking your reel and stopping and cranking your reel and stopping almost like how you see guys fish hair jigs on like the Tennessee river chain. Hmm. And dude, like that thing just is going, going, going and it just falls. And, and like that fluke action of it falling in the blade, like, Smallies crush that thing when they're schooled up. You just kill it, and all he feels dong 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 dong. Like of them yeah. trying to hit it. Yeah. You just you just reel reel reel, reel and stop, and then you go boom <laughs> and <then laughs> crack one. I Fun. love that. I love that. Smallies can be the dumbest fish in the world when they're in a feeding mood, but if they don't want to eat, they could be the most pain in the butt fish there is. I agree. They're the they're the Andy of fish. <laughs> that, that face. <laughs> I was like, "Try, right. I got a button too, buddy." Damn it! Mission <laughs> Bailey, but no, it was just Andy doing it. I got canceled. the reverse. You know, yeah. you got canceled. <laughs> canceled from your own show, buddy. I know. Awesome. Bastards. I give them the power of the button and they abuse it. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> All right. Beyond swim baits, I don't I mean that pretty much I think covers it. I can't think of any other I mean there's yeah, I guess an A-rig qualifies. Oh, Cuz there's um when it comes to I if if you look here, the only thing I throw on A-rigs are ball heads. But But here's why. Yeah. I don't know if you can see it up close. But I use a 45 degree, but I want the eye to be, what would that be then, horizontal going this way across the jig head as, as opposed to vertical. So it swings on that arm? So it swings a little bit better. That's interesting. So, like, here's my ball head for the A-rig, right? I have never here's... seen a ball head that has a line tie like that. Yeah. Is that There's a like gammy? On yeah. here, yeah, it's one. actually a VMC, but it's not bad. I like, dude, I like some of the VMC stuff a lot. This is the only VMC um, hook that I actually like, but yeah. for an A rig, I found with the ball head this way, I don't, they don't get tangled up as much. Like, I don't doubt that. So, like, they just, I feel like it comes through the water better when it's on the swivel or if you take the swivels off and you replace it with split rings, it yeah. just, it functions better on the A-Rig that way. Just Facing my personal opinion. But yeah, Interesting. like I won't throw that. I won't throw this eye on normal casting setup. I only use it for A-Rigs. Interesting. I like that though. That's thinking through some stuff that is above my head. So personal preference. Yeah. A, a rig, I throw a ball head. I used to throw, I should say, a ball head more often than I do now. Probably my number one mm-hmm. A rig head is a Strike King squadron head. It's got a oh, mini hook. 
if I had to not use the ball head, that's what I use in the tournament. Yeah, because but I use the junior. Here's the thing. I learned a lesson, uh, actually, getting this. Uh, no, it's, uh, it's the middle one there. But second place TBF would have qualified me at a semi-national, would have qualified me for the national TBF as well as the BFL All-American. And I missed out, and I broke off two, or I broke off a fish on an A-rig. And it was using those thin wire gamus, gammies that we were just talking about, which are great. The trick was I was using a heavy rod and I was having some fish eat the A-rig at the boat. And I mean at the boat. And when you're at that with that heavy of a rod and you crack one, even I was trying to be light on it, can't do that with that thin of a hook. And that's why I've gone away from them. But the reason I was doing that is I was using such a, I like throwing real small A-rigs. So like 2.75s, 3.3 inch swim baits. Um, so again, the squadron, but what I just found at Strike King came out with, and I am pumped about it. The baby one, the babies, dude. Yeah, those are that's look at those. Like, that's that's it's still a thick hook where I'm not afraid to crack a fish on a heavy rod and have that a rig, um, and not worry about things. But it's, I mean, that's like a yeah, like a one or a two aught. It's probably a two aught, but it's short fun fishing and current. But the ultimate tournament jig head is that one. Yeah. Even though I wish the eye was different, but yeah. that's incredible. Andy and I were fishing a tournament. Uh, was it August? And September on on Lake Ontario on my end. Yeah, and we were losing a bunch of fish. There was like a we hit a window. We were catching every fish on those those ball heads. But we're hitting yep. a window. We we're starting to lose every fish. Oof. We like we lost like ten to eleven fish back to back to back. And Andy made a switch to the squadrons and he started pinning every single one. So I was like, give me some damn heads. <laughs> and then, a great yeah. Head. yeah. But especially on like the 3.3 and the 2.75 Kai Tech mm-hmm. or um, Rage Minnow or whatever. Rage Whatever your preference is on that size bait, that baby, squ- baby squadron head is unbeatable. Okay. If you're using a thicker rod. Yeah. Yeah. Beefier rod. Do we have any other? I got. Are we going to talk at all about kind of Demiki style heads tonight? Hey. Yes. There it is. That thing's sweet. I know. I think I, Bailey, after you told me about those, I went and bought some and I don't know where they went. <laughs> it's a problem. You know, it's Did a problem. Did you ship them to you... Bart? Oh, God. Don't even start. <laughs> Bart, I got you Demiki heads. <laughs> What's a Demiki? I'm moping around up north. My gosh, dude. I got I got three more heads that we can talk about. Okay. But Demiki, I'm pretty loyal to the the OG Demiki. Yeah, it looks like it's got that balance. Do you want to throw it back up on the screen? Yeah. So I've I've never used them, and I I throw a Demiki rig a lot. Oh yeah, the VMC. I like the VMC. A lot. Moon eyes. You can't beat a moon eye. I yeah. actually have two different ones. I thought you said that you only liked one VMC hook. There's a yeah. I just like the moon eye. I don't like the hook on it. I'm just a I would, junkie. I, I like know, the moon eyes. And you know I got, what? And I, I like the moon eye. Go ahead. Oh, that's another VMC, huh? But it has a sickle hook on it. Now we're up to three. A, a li- yeah. No, I don't like the hook. I just like the jig head. <laughs> okay. So I... Uh, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say I had a Demiki rig tied on for Toledo. Yeah. The, the water when I launched on the first day was 45 degrees. And I was thinking, suspended, I'll try a Demiki. I was telling Andy the story. 
I'm on the ramp, and this guy's leaving, and he's like, you going crappie fishing? And I was just like, like, nope, going for bass. He goes, bass are crappie jig. And he like, yep. saw it. Like, nope, nope, this is for bass. <laughs> but the, neon, the moon eyes, that's what the crappie guys use, at least what I was told. Yeah. I don't, I don't fish for crappie, so I don't know. Although I did get distracted with a school of crappie on Monday. Dude, and I was catching some bigger I ones. I a problem with that. Yeah. I crappie are my new just with live scope have been my new passion i'm not like kind of how panger picked it up of just like being obsessed it, it is so much fun it's so you can see everything yeah. and like for instance headed well i'm headed down actually to pueblo this weekend uh half the lake's open and i'll probably chase some crappie around for that i want to make sure the boat's ready i'm headed to lake of the ozarks next week and i have never been on a body of water with more crappie as frozen uh or that that was like I mean it was cold cold and you could catch them at will and it was a blast. Crappie well, that's like there. some of the best times to catch them, right? Is that mm-hmm. when they're in that they're winter, bunched like, up? And it was dude, it was from five feet of water to forty feet of water, and I'd just be like, "There's a school of them," and drop a spoon on them, drop a Demiki, drop anything, and they'll go swim bait. <laughs> like, oh, dude, it was like need to bring a fillet knife. This when year. they're out in forty, are they suspended or like they are they up high or are they on the bottom? They're always suspended most of the time. I've seen them on the bottom, but the vast majority of the time, dude, I mean, and this is what's so cool about live scope, right? And talking about forward facing is I've learned so much about crappie and all species, but almost all the time they're suspended. I really am excited for going after lakers and the salmon with that forward facing. Dude, I think now that I have forward facing, like I'm like coming, I am like my get away from bass for a little bit surprising Dude, as it is <laughs> i i really need to uh especially here we've got some awesome lake trout fishing because that is you're dead on like you it show up so well um Demiki, i have always used the dmc uh andy the moon eye but i have really liked this last year the berkeley um half head half head and it's kind of like a ned almost two on the head it's there it's a mushroom head yeah yeah it's got a super great thin wire three out hook, and I really like a thin wire Demikian being on a spinning rod, being right below you, maybe in deep water. Um, so that has been my go-to, and those hooks are sticky sharp. Uh, as of recently, another one that I just bought this year to try is the Tactical Bassin one, and uh, we were talking. Yep, and we were talking about the three out versus one out. One thing I am a little annoyed with on this is like, so on the Berkeley, it's got a real thin wire hook. That's still a three out. The three out version in this hook is a little bit thicker watt gauge than the one out. And again, buying both just for no reason, but the one out is got a real nice thin wire hook, but it's uh, again, a one. I'd rather have a little bit more gap there. Dig it. Those are my uh, Demikis. Andy. Oh yeah. You covered your Demikis. Yeah. It's just something I don't normally do. So, so the one I got two jig heads left. The one of them I've never thrown in my entire life. Uh, but I'm very curious to see if you guys are. But I'm gonna save that one for last. Okay. Uh one of the one next one is one that I've used up north for smallmouth that I found to be deadly, but learned on my trip to Florida. I was in the boat with Gary Klein and I watched him catch like 25 Florida bass in the grass every single cast. When I, you couldn't catch them on a drop shot, you couldn't catch them on a swim bait, or you could catch them on an A-rig, but like this is the only thing they were eating. Um, it's the oh wrong bait, God. but it is the Berkeley Snap Jig. 
And it is like a very, it's a very intriguing bait. And this is the half, the half ounce. So it's a bigger bait. Um, I got a swim bait on it. It's a flat worm. No, no, no. I'm saying he did when he he was throwing a swim bait. Here it, no. So here's what he had on there. I'm trying to give people a good look at the actual head. So I have a, I have a four and a quarter inch flat worm on it. Um, I actually don't like the flat worm on it. It's just the only one that was in my garage. I like the twitch tail minnow, but I learned there's a new bait that at least paired up with that jig head that is the juice. Uh, and it's the Lil General. It's literally oh, it's I kept seeing no nothing, do nothing bait, super stupid turd looking thing. But like that no action lets that shape, lets that shape of that head. So like you could see how it has is that like metal weight. or is it plastic? It's, it's just plastic. it's plastic, but it's just okay. got like it's metallic color, just so that when it so I'll get to it in a second, but what those wings do, the less action of the trailer, the better, because it allows that head to rock. But what you do is it goes to the bottom and you lift up, just a quick lift, not like a snap, like you do with a blade bait or a trap, just small lift, like super small. What it does is it rocks up and then it so it, the wings will let it flutter down, like almost kind of like a spoon. Um, so it the less action, yeah. But the less trailer you have, like less action on the trailer, the more action the head can do. Um, and that's what's super cool about it. I hope uh, nobody in Buffalo is listening to this point in yeah. the podcast because I, I think I know we're going to smash giant smallmouth on this spring, Bailey. What do you think I caught the 6.5 on on New Year's Eve? I believe it. <laughs> dude it is freaking it's awesome and it's such that's, a that's some juice bailey that's juice there dude. it is juice it is juice and i'm definitely bring, i'm definitely bringing it up because we have gary klein coming on the show here soon uh he's gonna be on a live show so you guys get that to look forward to but yeah this bait was originally designed for walleye the berkeley guys designed it for walleye and smallmouth in the north well gary klein being a the one of the biggest tinkerers <laughs> There's the pooch. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he started using it in Texas and Florida and catching them. Like he, I saw it on, um, I want to say it was the first lake they're at for the BPT. I can't remember the name. Darbone maybe. They had, yeah. I thought, I'm pretty sure he had it rigged up. thought I saw it on his deck. The, the bait is so, I think it's because it's new and it's different. That subtle action, that's what kind of draws bass into it. But I think the fact that it's working in Florida when it's a cold front, that isn't a testament to how universal the bait could be. Yeah. That's pretty I'm, cool. You watch, watch this bait blow up. Watch it. Like it, especially one because it because of how clunky it is because of how bigger, much bigger those wings, dude, that'll show up on forward facing real nice. I saw it when I was acting on his active target. It shows up really nice. I don't doubt that. Yeah. Sorry, Andy. They're going to sell out in Buffalo. <laughs> Yeah, That's what I have you for, big guy. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You're not wrong. <laughs> like, Bailey, uh, I need this. <laughs> now. I'll yeah. take you fishing, <laughs> but I need this. <laughs> yeah, if I had a dollar for how many messages I had since I got this job. <laughs> but people, like, out of the woodwork, people you haven't talked to in, like, four years. Hey, dude, want to go fishing? You got flatworms? <laughs> yeah. Um, so the last jig head I got, and like I said, I've never used this before. I've only been talked to about it. I'm very curious if you guys have used it. Um, and that is the slider head. Nope. Slider. I, I, 
I've used something very similar to that, but does it, what's the purpose behind the name? Apparently it's supposed to have like a completely different fall, like almost like a twirl is if I understand that correctly. Well, I think it's somebody on here to actually dive into it. Uh, but like it's Luke style bait. I think it's just like a straight tail worm, like a, like a zoom trick worm. Yeah. I, I had some of those as a kid. Um, the, that like style head where before yeah. kind of like, I really knew Texas rigging or anything. There was like jig heads that were like that, that had that kind of point. And yeah. I would, uh, throw flukes on it and catch a lot of fish, but, um, I know they're I, horrible, uh, like hooks, like the hookup oh, ratio, the worst, really? Like, I've I've pulled them out and I'm like, oh, who would ever buy this? It's dull as crap. Like, well, no, I think it's literally not just that, but like in terms of because there's a weight on a EWG hook. Yeah, yeah, oh. like the eye, and in terms of trying to with your line, getting that bait or that hook driven into. I think if you just accelerate or pushed out the gap a little bit farther, it'd be okay. But then that worm would be at a different angle where it wouldn't be as yeah. Well, think about, think about with where that is, Bailey, when you're pulling that weight, because the weight's not centered, it's going to pull like this. So you're almost like pulling that hook out of the fish's mouth. By the time that hook catches the mouth, it's already coming out like out like that. Yeah, I bet it gets a lot of like lip hooks right up in the front. That's what uh, Steve, our buddy Steve Mui in Florida throws it every now and then. He told me, he's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, when you get bit, he's like, count to five. (laughs) <laughs> Let us follow it. <laughs> but I figured I'd throw it out there to see if anyone has used it. And if somebody's watching it and you use a slider head, holler at holler at your boy because I'm very Let's curious. Know. Yeah. Uh, but boys, that's that is all I got. I mean, I'm sure we're gonna dive into some more stuff, you know, later on. We'll probably have another Ned Rig episode coming up here soon. But uh, I mean, swim baits are I know we dived into a multitude of things, but pre- predominantly we talked about swim baits and like I said, it's my most fun, preferred way to catch them. It's a bite something. getter, dude. It just yeah. gets bites too. Yeah, it's a fun bite. It's not just doom. It's doom. Like the, a lot of times, they're ripping the rod out of your hand if they're really aggressive. I I don't think I've ever had like a really subtle bite on a swim bait. No, <laughs> it's either the rod gets ripped out of your hand, or you get ten foot of slack that you have to reel as fast as you can and then hit them. Yeah, it's either you're, they're pushing on it and they're knocking, and it's all you have to catch up to them, or it's knock and your rod's already loading. Like they're just like biting it and swimming away. Yeah, too much fun. Sign yeah. me up any day that somebody says there's a swim bait bite going on. Yeah, which was crazy. So day one, give people some prelude. There was a, a cold front coming in day one on Toledo Bend, and for folks know the South and cold fronts don't mix well. Mm-hmm. after you could feel that front hit like you could just feel it in the air and they started short striking a bunch of stuff I threw that okashira head i lost four fish back to back bumping it and they'd eat it set the hook and it come off you know when you're losing them on that that's bad yeah dude i've had fish bump i don't know you guys are saying you've had such good maybe it's because you're up north and <laughs> but i've had a lot of fish bump a swim bait and i hate that when they're just like and you can't get a hook in them because i've had that just pushing it out. yeah it, uh... or they'll just have the tail and you'll set the hook and you lose your tail on your kitek or something well i mean i've had definitely you know them bump it before but if i throw back usually they'll get it what i notice is i get bumped in practice too by crappie and you could tell if you kept getting bumped and not them actually eating it that it's usually crappie 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, what I've noticed too in the north, your hardest bites and you'll miss every single one of them is a walleye <laughs> or a perch. I've had I've caught actually really big jack perch on swim baits. They will like, slaughter your swim bait and you'll <laughs> miss the hook set and you're like, dude, what the hell? Like I, I felt like a giant. And then you finally make the same cast, catch it, and you're like, oh, it's a walleye. And it's like every time it's always a walleye. And it's crazy because your line will jump like five foot and then go straight back to taut and they just won't be there. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> what the hell? Like I just got wrecked. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like thump slack line, set the hook gone. And you're just like. That makes no sense. Like, <laughs> don't get it. <laughs> Crack it. Like you pulled and then slacklined me, and then you were in all in like a matter of a half a second. Just like stupid walleye, stupid fish. Yeah. Well, boys, I think we're gonna wrap up here. But uh, do you guys have anything for the folks before we sign off? Andy, anything? Nah, I, I am good. Yeah, um, I guess I got a couple things. One, uh, if you guys have not taken advantage of the 15% on Omnia, massive good plug. Massive, good plug. Uh, it's yeah, and this is is not this is a shameless plug, but it's also not a shameless plug because they are ridiculously fast on their standard shipping. Um, and they've got a lot of great stuff, and 15% off almost everything makes it uh your online tackle retailer. So um yeah. That for sure. And then uh, this upcoming week on Business from the Past, but next Monday, we have an awesome show with um, Justin Russell of Russell Marine Products, RMP. It's come out with a lot of really cool stuff in the industry and electronics and everything. Um, just a cool story, a true business from the Bass Boat dive into how he started that business and cool tournament background and everything else. So that, and then lastly, I'm headed to Lake of the Ozarks to fish the Toyota Series the end of next week hopefully if i can get out of here through the snow and i will be filming all of that so yeah yeah quick quick little quote from one of my clients that texts me he goes omnia is the expletive word it's got expletive everything dude literally everything it's 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 wicked it's awesome (laughs) and i'll i'll put out a story there too that like keeping things honest and one that our freaking FedEx USPS, they all suck right now. Uh, it comes but, super quick. Well, it some, comes super quick, but like things do happen. And this, like their customer service, is what really was a testament here. Mm-hmm. I tried to order three days before I left uh, for Toledo. I ordered, and I got a text from Andy, bait junkie that he is, is on top of everything. He goes, Hey, there's albino six inch mag drafts on Omnia. So I go, and like five minutes later, I order six of them. And I, I get an email the next day that, hey, your order is like, because I paid for it, like faster shipping. Um, hey, your order is stuck somewhere in Minnesota. Yeah, they had a bad ice storm. Yeah, but basically they're like, we're, we really apologize for the inconvenience, you know, and they completely refunded all the shipping and everything without me asking, making a big deal of it. They came to me about the shipping versus, and not show, or versus it showing up late and me like, hey, where's it at? They were completely like they were on the ball on the game, and that speaks volumes to me. That's awesome. Yeah. Dude, heck so, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. But yeah. guys, I mean, on top of that too, Deacon, um, folks, all of our discount codes are in all the show descriptions, so you guys can take advantage of that from our awesome partners because they're trying to help give you guys um, an upper edge, save some money on some tackle and some other products. So, kind of a cool deal that we like to 
bring more of and hopefully keep bringing more back to the table for you guys. Other than yeah. that, other than that, I think uh, we're uh, gonna see how the Harris chain unfolds for the Elite so Series, excited, dude. I Heck, bold prediction as everybody's listening to this. I think the big girls are gonna pull up on beds tomorrow. Well, today, oh, man. today. So we, hopefully, today. our prediction as of twenty four hours from now is is in that correct saying, yeah. If they pulled well, up, and hopefully it, Chris Johnson finds them because he's hurting my fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> Or or Derek Hudnall, who I think is in like last Dude, place, I saw which that. is very like uncharacteristic of him because he usually excels in big fish places. He does, and he he made a post that he made a few critical errors. So I'm wondering if he lost a couple big bites today. Nobody lost as many as Scott Martin. Oh, oh let's not talk about that debacle on life. That poor guy. <laughs> it was talked about enough on Bass Live, but hey, one thing about losing fish. Um, I could not believe uh, – I, I just love his mentality, and I have him in fantasy as long – same with 50% of the people, but John Cox. I could not believe Zona talking to John Cox uh, after the St. John's. He said um, – this was live too. He said this today. He said that John Cox was like – you know, he called him about after the tournament or something, and, and he was like, oh, no, it wasn't a lack of, of the fish being there. I lost – some absolute giants on the final day of the St. John's fishing betters, the same like 30 pounds he had the day before. Like he apparently lost some megas that could have completely changed that tournament. I was like, wow, that's crazy. Ouch. I yeah. would have, if, if he, if John Cox is saying megas, if he's using the term megas and I was in his shoes, losing a fish of that caliber, I would have found the nearest gator and just said, end me. <laughs> <laughs> this I, Bailey's end he game. said it so nonchalant too like it was just like oh my gosh that tournament could have been completely different that's crazy well, here's the deal he's from florida and he knows what can happen and he's probably gone through that numerous times spawning fish they never get it good no and it's never. right next to the boat yeah and you're and they're big like when we're talking these ones like dude you gotta get on those fish like <laughs> like it's white on rise like you gotta be yeah. ready for that yeah yeah <laughs> Honestly, I might have John Cox on my fantasy team for like three quarters of this season. (laughs) It is a John Cox type. Yeah, (laughs) it is. It is a John Cox potential AOI season. (laughs) Like (laughs) run away with it, AOI season. Yeah, if he can hold on to the last of the season, because like it ends in the Mississippi, which could also be a John Cox tournament. Like it's it's gonna be like a battle of John Cox, Buddy Gross, like. Circa FLW 2017. Exactly. <laughs> if he can sur- survive St. Lawrence and the Oahe, and he'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. Do it fine. could be interesting with this schedule because, like, it really doesn't play into that northern smallmouth type of, like, where you need to survive three tournaments type of deal. I- I'm kind of excited about that, to be honest. It's just yeah. a mix up. I like I like them going up there. Don't get me wrong. And I think it's always a cool part, but I like the, the change up of going kind of more Midwest to end the season. You know, I honestly wish they would do Florida at like the end of the year. So like do a, a northern smallmouth swing and then all of a sudden like August be like, yeah, we're finishing the season in Florida. Like ninety five degrees sweltering and like thirty five pound bags of giants getting weighed in, like that would just be insane way to end the year. That's crazy. That'd be awesome. Well, I guess we'll find out, but yeah. If it'll uh, probably never up. happen, but wishful thinking. Wishful thinking. Yeah. Well, if folks are still listening to this, 
Uh, one, <laughs> thank, thank you. you. We yeah, appreciate thanks. it. Two, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please uh, give us a thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel if you're not already. And uh, you got the business from the basketball to look forward to coming up Monday morning. If you're listening, you know, feel free to give us a rating and review, and please do. Um, tell you know, tell Deacon more Bart. We'll, we'll yeah, keep I was that just gonna say hashtag more Bart rolling. or less Bart. I was so confused, dude. I woke up to so many of these like Instagram messages and Facebooks, and I was like, "What is this more Bart thing?" Like, I, and I was like, All right, "I got to listen to the show," and so I did, of course. And I'm like, "Oh man, got to be Bart this year." I missed one show. This is literally. Either way. Uh, going to be a good show next week. We have Bits from the Bass Boat Monday morning. And then uh, Tuesday night live, we got Wes Logan coming on. Going to prelude the classic a little bit. Talk with him about how his season's starting and his fishing his first ever Bassmaster Classic. Um, and then we have the, uh, I think next week is the Bassmaster Classic prelude show. Yes, sir. I think next, next Thursday night, we'll be going live to uh, do our fantasy fishing show for the Bassmaster Classic. Yep, I'm just I double checked just now. It'll be the Bassmaster Classic preview show live on the Sears Angle YouTube and Facebook page a week from sorry. It's a week from tonight for us now recording, but it's a week <laughs> next week, days. next Thursday night. Yes, in six yes. days. And yeah, that's about I'll wrap it up there. But folks, we appreciate y'all and we'll see you guys on Monday night. Well, that was an awesome show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you can and your app allows it please leave us a rating and review. It really helps us get seen more, which allows us to access more time and more variables to be able to bring to the show to make it better for you guys. So hope you enjoyed it. And if you did and you liked some of the things we talked about in this episode and want to check out our show partners, all of that is in every single show description. You can click down there. It's got all of our discount codes, all of our links to our show partners where you guys can go and support the people that support this show and help us make this show happen. And of course, this show does not happen without you guys. You guys know we appreciate you. You're the Sears Sanga fam. You're the reason we're here. Appreciate y'all, and we'll see y'all on the next one.